What's usually missing is someone that's serving as the architect or the quarterback for your plan. And what I see happen most of the time, and I would say all the advisors in our firm see it as well, is that they may have these people in their lives, but we have to ask ourselves, when's the last time those professionals talk to each other? Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your retirement. It's another elevated. edition of your retirement elevated. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the KC Metro area, but also has clients all across the country. You can find us online at listen to Scott. Dot com. Scott, great to be with you once again this week. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. The sun is shining, and I think we've got some 60-degree weather on our way, so we're we're excited. Oh, very nice. Uh, that's a little bit of a, a nice change from the last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, the Arctic blast that we just endured. So, yeah, the, the sun is a, is a great thing. It'll so. be good weather to finish out your final few weeks of uh, renovations. That'll be nice. Yes, yeah, so let's hope so. Getting let's, everything done. Justin, okay, yeah, fingers crossed, getting everything done just in time to enjoy it this spring and summer. The, that would be wonderful. Yeah, yes. Very nice. Well, we've got a great show on the way today, as we always do. Uh, we're going to talk about questions not usually addressed. This is a little bit opposite of what we often end up hearing about or talking about or reading articles about, Scott, where we're finding out about, I don't know, like frequently asked financial questions and those kinds of things. This is, this is the other side. What are the questions that aren't usually addressed in somebody's financial plan? And under this topic is right up your alley because this is like the detective work that you get to do as a financial advisor find the gaps and the missing pieces right yeah we, we like to call it uh, we need to isolate and find the money falling through the cracks and we do that by following a process and using a system and a set of questions to ask our you know prospective clients to help them determine are some of these things happening to them in their lives and what we find and I, and I think everybody listening can identify with this Sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. And there could be things going on in our financial lives that we're not even aware of uh, just because of the complexity or we made a decision a long time ago and haven't revisited it. Maybe something's changed in your life and what, you, what plan you put into place you know, 10 years ago isn't applicable today. And so there's, there's a lot of things that could be happening to us uh, that can cost us money. This question is not usually addressed. It really came about several years ago um, because it became very apparent when I would talk to a client or prospective client and say, you know, this world that your financial world comprises of, uh, we're going to make sure we have income for retirement. Uh, we have, an, have to have enough investments set aside to generate that income uh, in retirement. Uh, we need to make sure that we're using every law on the tax books to make sure we're paying our fair share of taxes. And usually we think of tax planning as just doing our taxes. Well, that's tax preparation. Uh, that's not really tax planning. And so there could be money, there could be money falling through the cracks on your tax return. And not saying that your tax preparer is not doing a good job. They probably are. It's just they're not looking forward to see if there's looming issues in your future. And same thing with an attorney. Uh, I mean, I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV. Uh, and I've not stayed at a Holiday Inn Express in a long time. And so, 
with you talking about attorneys, uh, I've seen enough estate planning documents that, you know, have holes in them or have beneficiary issues in there. And again, not saying all of them, there's a lot of great attorneys out there, but I do see things that that are written in those documents. And we have an estate planning firm that does a lot of work for us and will double check documents for us. And we just find missing information, maybe things that haven't been updated in quite a while, or maybe your desires and plans have changed, but you haven't updated that, you know, in your estate planning documents. So the whole moral of the story is, you know, if you've saved money and you've tried to plan for retirement, you've hopefully surrounded yourself with a team, a team of people that are professionals, uh, that are experts in what they do. And that could be an, you know, preparing taxes, preparing your estate planning documents, preparing your, you know, preparing your financial plan. Uh, but what's usually missing is someone that's serving as the architect or the quarterback for your plan. And what I see happen most of the time, and I would say all the advisors in our firm see it as well, is that they may have these people in their lives, but we have to ask ourselves, when's the last time those professionals talk to each other? When is the last time they reviewed your complete situation to make sure that the recommendations they are giving you coincide and work together with the other plans you have from a tax perspective, from an investment perspective? And so that's usually a a big missing piece is someone to serve as the architect or the, the leader of that overall financial plan and just making sure all the team members are on the same page. And I know, Walter, you've, you've been doing this a long time. I'm sure you, you've heard other advisors talk about that in the past, and it, it's pretty common. Absolutely. But I think the problem is, or maybe not the problem, but the reality is that I bet you hear feedback when you ask that kind of question, how often are these people talking to one another? It's probably pretty infrequent, if, if ever, right? I would imagine there's, there's maybe no communication happening between these different sources if, if nobody's quarterbacking that plan. And that's what's happening. Through this process of almost 20 years of, of fine-tuning this, not only is there no one serving as a quarterback, but we've come up with a list of questions that are not usually addressed by CPAs, attorneys, stockbrokers, money managers, financial planners, just because they, they may have a narrow focus on what they do, and they're not thinking about the impact of the plan. So for give you an example, uh, with an estate planning attorney, there's a here's an example I real life. I've got a client husband and wife. Uh, husband was previously married and has a child. And the person when uh, they remarried, uh, the spouse, the wife was the holder of most of the assets. And so she did a great job of saving dollars. Uh, her husband had a great pension from his career in corporate America. And so they said, well, we're, we're talking about, I said, well, you know, you probably want to get your estate plan in order and make sure, you know, everything is, is figured out correctly. And so they went to see an attorney that they knew. Uh, they came back and they said, well, this is what the attorney's telling us to do. And they said, because when the spouse, the female passes away, he goes, if the husband, the surviving husband, those assets go to him, she didn't necessarily want those going to, basically it would be a, a stepdaughter, which I understand that. And so she's just trying to make sure that her relatives, uh, she doesn't have any kids, that her relatives and other charities would be uh, the 
recipient of any funds that are left over if she predeceased her husband. And then when he passed, she wanted that money to go where she wanted to go. So that's the directive. That's where they, that's what they want to happen. And so the estate plan attorney said, well, we need to do this type of trust and we need to change the ownership of all these accounts and that will get you what you want. And I would agree it would let the client distribute those assets in the very end the way that she saw fit. The problem with that is retitling a majority of these assets into the name of the trust had a huge tax consequence, gigantic tax consequence. And so $1.3 million in taxable income in a calendar year type of tax consequence. And when they told me, well, this is what they've talked about. I said, well, did we talk about the tax impact? He's like, well, no, we really didn't talk about that. But he said, this is the way we get, you know, meet her desires. And I said, well, should we have a conversation? <laughs> All of us have a conversation about this. And which we did. We had a conference call. I ran the tax numbers just, you know, from a tax planning perspective. And he goes, well, yeah, you're correct. We didn't think about that aspect of it. We just thought about the legal aspect of it. So can you imagine that client's surprise when they had an extra over $1 million on their tax return on their 1040 Ooh. that they owe federal and state income tax oh on? Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's, that's not some small impact. No, it's gigantic. And great, that's rare. And thankfully... We were alerted about this so we could talk with the other professional. And I wasn't telling that person how to do his job. I was just explaining to him the potential consequences of that type of estate planning. And ultimately, they, they went a different route, and they're, they're much better off and did not have to pay that big tax bill. But that estate planning attorney did not quantify the tax impact of those decisions or of the recommendation he gave when he was just thinking, well, this is what they want, so this is how they should do it. But we need to know what does it cost? Because that's a lot of money falling through the cracks <laughs> on that tax bill. So that, that's just one story. Uh, and I've got, unfortunately, a lot of those that you know I've encountered over times. Uh, but we'll just run through a, a couple of others uh, that are pretty commonplace. And we, we think about this, and it's been a while since I've talked about this on the podcast, but what's really missing for a lot of people is thinking through how we made financial decisions in the past. What process or framework do we use to make sure that we make factual, logic-based decisions and don't use emotional you know, emotional situations or use misinformation, outdated information, or potential misunderstandings. That's really what's missing is making sure that we've got a process to make sure how do we make decisions. And then ultimately, if the decisions we've made in the past have not led us to the desired outcome, do we need to have a better decision-making process? And that's why we go through our complete planning review is to make sure that we're covering all those bases and uncovering all of those questions and asking all those questions you may not have known even to ask someone to make sure that the recommendations you're getting are truly 
in your best interest. So that that's what's missing, in my opinion. It's not information. It's not access to information because we're drowning in information in today's world. And the amount of information that's flying at us on a daily basis, you know, we tune out a lot of it. And psychologically, you know, if we have something called confirmation bias, if we already have a belief that our brain is great at seeking out information that further galvanizes those belief systems. For example, algorithms on social media platforms, that's one of the things that it does. It searches out and tries to deliver things that further galvanize your beliefs. They just start feeding those things and create sometimes an echo chamber. It's, it's not going to say, huh, it looks like according to our data, you eat at McDonald's all the time. Why don't you try a salad this week? They're going to just show you more McDonald's and Burger King and fast food ads because they yeah. know, oh, he likes that. to show more of that. Here's the coupon for all-you-can-eat nuggets. I mean, <laughs> that's, 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 what they're, that's what they're delivering. And so it is a tough time uh, because if you do a, a quick search on a search engine, you're going to come up with a lot of information. The thing is, do you ever go past the second or third page of information? Pretty rare. Pretty, Pretty rare. rare. So you're going to get what's pointed to you or at you that the algorithm thinks has a high probability of you following through because they're selling advertisements. They're selling that, that data, you know, so they're trying to deliver things they think that you want or, or need, or at least guide you in that direction. So not to get off on too much of a tangent, but those ads and that information, they're not asking you uh, a set of questions that really help you identify what's in your best interest. Uh, because what's in their best interest is getting you connected to an advertiser so they continue to buy ad revenue and ad spend. If we say, go back all the way back and back up and say, all right, so how does this apply to your personal situation? You know, what's missing? Really, what are some of the questions you as a potential retiree or someone that is retired? So what are the questions you need to ask to make sure that you're on the right track? And so one of the things that we always walk our clients through is making sure, you know, have you gone through the process to identify and quantify the true cost and fees on all your investments? There's nothing that's for free, all right? And so you need to make sure that you're getting value for what you're paying for. And so cheap is cheap, expensive is expensive. We want to make sure there's value in what you're paying for. And so that's what we go through what we call a fee analysis. Uh, the other thing is, you know, are you taking advantage of tax loss harvesting strategies? We do this a lot towards the end of the year with our clients to offset losses with gains, you know, to make sure we can adjust our cost basis and be more tax flexible down the road. And are we properly using tax deferred and tax free strategies? That's a big question mark. Are you using all the tools that are presented to you to improve the odds of your plan turning out to be prosperous you know, and be the retirement that you really want, that you really dreamt about? Have you looked at strategies to mitigate investment risk? You know, for some people, that's important. Uh, not every, there's a lot of people that are very market savvy, market driven, and kind of can go with the flow. And they can handle the ups and the downs of the markets. Uh, there's other people that are more sensitive to those fluctuations. And you may need to look at things that help mitigate that investment risk. Again, there's no, nothing that's perfect out there. Uh, but you need to understand, what do you really need the money to do? How do you feel about risk and fluctuation? 
what are the tools that are out there that can help you get you closer to your goal? And once you've identified that group of tools, then we need to talk about what are the pluses and minuses of those decisions, of those tools that you choose. And again, we just need to make sure that the the value is there and the pluses outweigh the minuses to make sure we can stay on track. And these are questions that should be asked not just to a CPA, but to everybody that's in that equation you mentioned, right? The attorneys and financial planners and money managers, everybody that's involved in your financial plan needs to be kind of posed or up to speed on the the various questions and answers here. Absolutely. And that's why we ask them because candidly, they're not asked by most people. Uh, You know, example, if you have a large IRA or 401k, and let's say you're 68 years old, You've got a large IRA, large 401k, maybe you've got a a tax deferred annuity. And when you do your tax, and let's say you've had those for a while, but you're not taking any money out of those. Well, guess what? If you're not taking money out of those accounts, then there's no generated 1099 tax form. So when a tax person looks at your records, looks at your, uh, your 1040, if there's no 1099s, they may not even know that you have those accounts and they don't know to talk about the potential tax issues down the road for you and or your family members are going to receive those accounts. Why? Because they're tax deferred. You don't pay taxes until you take money out of them. But when you do take money out, you've got to pay ordinary income tax on those. And so for a lot of our clients, you know, they get close to retirement and they get to age 72 and they have to start taking the required minimum distribution out, a lot of clients say, I don't really need this money. And, but they have to take it and they've got to realize it as income. And then income gets added to their Social Security checks. It adds to their pension income if they have it, their rental income, and it pushes them further up in the tax brackets. And so if you're 62 and know at age 72, if you look forward, that the IRS is going to force you to take money out of that IRA that you don't need, when would you not want to know about that? You'd want to know about it now because every minute that you let go by is just a compounding potential tax problem. Not not later when you tell me that there's going to be a million dollars added to the tax bill. Yes, absolutely. We want to discuss these things before you make decisions and before you make moves. That's when to have all these discussions, not after the fact, because after the fact, they're uncomfortable (laughs) when you have those. So there's an example of if you're 62 and you're going to be retiring soon and you've got till age 72 before you have to take money out, well, you've got a few years to help unwind that and take advantage of the tax code. And so again, Unless they're going through a process to find out what type of accounts you have, what type of tax liability do you have, not only for your lifetime, but ultimately with the SECURE Act, uh, that changes the complexion of a lot of estate plans. Uh, Where we used to be able to do the stretch IRA, let the kids stretch it out a little bit every year on their tax return for for their life. Now it's a 10-year period. You know, for some people that could be disastrous. Uh, Can you imagine if you... You think about if you, you're you in your mid-80s, like life expectancy, well, you pass away and you give this million and a half dollar IRA to your three kids. Well, what age are your kids at that point? Probably in their 60s. Well, they're hopefully in their either their peak earning years or you know in their retirement, 
uh, and hopefully having saved a, a you know good sum of money. Well, what happens when you you inherit this bunch of taxable income or taxable assets? Well, that that affects them potentially in a negative manner on their tax return. So again, it's it, we just need to make sure that everybody's on the same page, and we understand that what are the consequences down the road. What are we looking at? What road are we headed down to make sure it's the road we want to be on and make sure we can avoid the pos that may be out in front of us? So again, we just we just want to make sure we're, we're asking the right things to stay on track. Absolutely. I think that is uh, so important, so key, Scott, and you need that quarterback to kind of lead the charge. Now, it, it seems a little bit here, Scott, like you are, I don't know, the best positioned to be that quarterback as a, an advisor, is that the case? I mean, is it, uh, do you see yourself not to like, you know, pump out your chest or anything like that, but it just seems like you've got the best opportunity to be the quarterback of, of all those different professionals that might be in somebody's financial life. It seems like you take on that natural role of filling in as the quarterback for folks. That is correct. And it's because when we go through our initial evaluation, the reason we're asking you to fill out our client information sheet uh, to understand, you know, what your asset levels are, what your income sources are going to be. Uh, we want to understand what type of insurance that you're carrying. Uh, we want to understand, you know, the, the tax liability of the investments, where you're, you're saving money. Uh, we want to look at your tax return. We want to check your beneficiaries to see how those are set up. So we are looking at someone's complete financial plan. And again, what we're doing is making sure that everything looks to be on track. Now, as someone's, and like I say, I'm not an attorney, uh, but I know if we should investigate the beneficiary designations to make sure those are up to date. I don't have to be an attorney to do that. That's a conversation. But if it's been 12 years and your buddy from church charged you $300 to do a trust, you know, back in the day, chances are, and you haven't touched it since then, and they normally fix parking tickets, I know enough to say we probably should have another attorney look at that. Okay. And now that's a far off story, but an example, but that's, we have all the documents in front of us and we know enough to triage to see what are the glaring critical pieces of information or critical mistakes that may be going on in someone's situation. And that's our job is to bring those to the prospective family's attention and figure out, is this an issue? What is it costing you now? What will it cost you in the future? And more importantly, is it important to you to fix it? Because if it is, let's talk about how do you fix it? And a lot of the times people want us to help them fix it to make sure that the money stops falling through the cracks and they just have a much higher probability of success in their retirement. You got to have that financial quarterback in your life. And uh, if you don't, pick up the phone, give Scott a call, talk a little bit more about how he can help coordinate all the financial professionals that might be in your life, making sure everybody's talking to each other as they should be, asking these often unasked questions. This is where sometimes the most important questions lie. And so many people don't explore these things, don't ask them, and then you find out later uh, that you should have been asking these things all along. Scott can help make sure that all these uh, stones are turned over and make sure you find all these little hidden hidden cracks in the plan. 913-393-4724 is the number to call if you haven't scheduled a time to visit with Scott before. That's 913-393-4724. You can get in touch with us also through the website at listentoscott.com. Uh, contact information for you there and in the description of today's show as well. 
Scott, appreciate the help and the guidance on the program today, my friend, and uh, enjoy that warm-up coming soon, and uh, we'll talk with you again in a couple weeks. Absolutely appreciate it, Walter. And one final little thing that I want to let everybody know, it's on a positive note, we are seeing our virtual educational events uh, be very well attended. And so if you listen to the podcast, you'll also get the emails that, that talk about those upcoming opportunities. A lot of you came to us, came to find us at universities where we taught our classes. And I can tell you things are looking positive. Uh, we may start doing limited public events in towards the end of March, and we'll play it by ear. But we're hoping that get through summer, maybe fall, that we're back on most of the campuses uh, around the city and can start doing those live in-person classes that, again, a lot of you found us that way, and we're, we're anxious to get back to doing those uh, those types of educational events. Uh, that, that just feels too normal at this point, Scott. It's going to take some adjusting to get back to normal life, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, but it's going to be oh so worth it. It will be. Absolutely. Very good. Well, more details on uh, all those things as they come to fruition here in the near future. But until then, feel free to check out some more episodes of the podcast. Uh, we've had lots of good talks the last couple of episodes. So if you haven't listened to uh, prior ones, please go and do that. Uh, and we'll talk to you again soon, right back here in just a couple of weeks on Your Retirement Elevated with Scott Dugan. Thanks for listening. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.